everybody, and welcome back to The Tea with Crema. My name is Chris, I'll be one of your hosts today, and I'm joined by my best friend, Emma. What's up, y'all? Today, we are bringing you an extra special episode that is still low-key continuing with our theme of reflective episodes. (laughs) I'm just saying, I know you thought we were done, but we got one more for you, and it has to do with looking at the year 2023 from a different set of lenses, if you will, a um, astrological set of lenses. (laughs) So today we're really going to look at 2023 and we're going to consult the various oracles and we're going to see, you know, astrologically what's in store for 2023. What, what's supposed to happen this year? And then, you know, we'll see, think as the year's going on, okay, is this in line with what we said we wanted to happen via our vision boards? And then at the end, we'll kind of look back and be like, hmm, was this fact or was this fiction? Were the stars aligned or were the stars, you know, just making up things? We don't know. Sometimes it just be working. The universe works in mysterious ways, as I like to say. <laughs> but we're going to find out if people actually can read the universe or if it's truly just chaotic. So that's our intent today. But before we begin, we do have our tea check. So Emma, what tea did you bring today? I brought an oldie, but a goodie. It's an ama tea from London. It's a black tea. It's a peach and passion fruit. It's always a really good solid one. I saw I still had some more packets left. So I was like, let me drink that up. And yeah, it's always a good one. What are you drinking today? Today, I have a tea called the Big Chill by Cup and Kettle. And it is an organic hibiscus, peppermint, lavender, licorice root, and chamomile tea. It is... I'm getting a lot more of the hibiscus, but, you know, I've said before, I really think hibiscus tends to overpower everything. So it is a very, like, hibiscus-forward tea. But I do think in this case, especially, like, the peppermint and the chamomile also do really help. So when it calls itself the chill, it does, like, I'm feeling it. I'm like, okay, I'm relaxed. I feel this. So ultimately, I would still give this one Four out of five stars. Very nice. I was thinking when it said chill and then you said spearmint, I was thinking it was like, it feels chilled in like your throat. You know, like it's minty and it has that like, I feel like even chamomile kind of does that to me too. Like I feel it in the back of my throat before I like, yeah. I don't think the mint is forward enough for that, but it's not bad though. It is, I think it's more chill as in like relaxing. It does say it's a potential summertime iced tea which i could totally see Ooh. like an evening iced tea after a mm-hmm. barbecue mm. when it's hot af in texas when it's humid yeah that'd be a good mm-hmm. one i could do this so solid four and a half out of five stars would definitely recommend to a friend that's our tea with the tea with crema thank you for coming to the episode emma where can people find the pot no i'm just kidding <laughs> you can find our podcast on <laughs> Just kidding. So we're getting started with our astrological predictions for the year 2023. Generally speaking, I only know of one astrological practice, and that is related to the good old fashioned 12 that you know, with the Scorpio and the Gemini and the Leo, and there's some other ones. Are there only 12? Yes, there's only 12. Although some people are saying that there might need to be a realignment to include 13, which is the oh. sign of Fuchsia. I think that's how you say that name. But I promise y'all, I just 
dabble in things. I did not know that because I'm obsessed with astrology. I just know that because I love accumulating random facts. So that's why I know that. But yes, at present, there are 12 in the classic, the classic tradition of, or as I know it, the classic tradition of astrological predictions and practices. But it sounds like we are doing more than just this system. Okay, so we're going to look at our Chinese zodiac, our Western astrology, and then we are also going to look at our life path number, which is a, I want to say a subset of numerology. So it's not like the numerology that there is out there. Those are the three that we are looking at today. Which of those three are your fancy? And we'll start with that one. I forgot about the Chinese zodiac. I remember it. Like, as soon as it was mentioned, I was like, ah, yes, 1994, the year of the dog. And... My numerology thing, it has to do with like moving numbers and doing addition. Yes. And then obviously being born in early November, that would make me a Scorpio. However, I will say I've done a full birth chart. So in case anyone really wants to know, I am a Scorpio sun sign, a Scorpio moon sign, and a Gemini ascendant. That's as many of the signs as I remember. It is a very Scorpio-heavy overall chart for me. Which just makes so much sense if you know Christopher. Like, that's that whole star sign. I actually don't know my full birth chart by heart. I have to look it up right now. But I am an Aries. That is my sun sign. Oh, I'm a Gemini moon and a Leo ascending. And if you know Emma and you know astrology, you know that probably makes total sense. It does not! (laughs) And if you're like me and you're like... I've never heard of any of these things. You're probably like, mm-hmm, Emma, that's you. That's you. That be you. Yes. So we're going to talk about all three of those today and our predictions for that. So let's start with our, let's start with our Chinese zodiacs. Sure. I think the Chinese zodiacs is a little bit easier because it is a full, because it's based on like your year versus like the other ones are based in your birthday and based in. They get very specific. Yeah. Because we are both born in the same year, we are the year of the dog. But with Chinese zodiacs, they are also elemental as well. So you could be a wood, fire, earth, metal, or water. And this is just based in Chinese philosophy. So you and I are a wood dog. Fun fact. (laughs) And so some characteristics of the wood dog, if you're not familiar, is that we are honest, reliable, and polite. And we try our best to repay repay the care and help from others, but we also have a very strong sense of justice. So when we encounter something that is unfair, we will protest very loudly. And some people say that wood dogs are thought of as too outspoken and uptight because they tend to hold on to like small things. According to the ChineseZodiac.org, thank you, ChineseZodiac.org, I also looked up other things too, but this one seemed to have it the most organized in the way that I could read it very well. A lot of times with these predictions, what they'll do is they'll predict in four of the major categories. So they'll usually predict in health, wealth, but sometimes wealth and career are together, but sometimes they separate them. So health, wealth, career, and then relationships and love. And so that's kind of where we're going to be looking at with these predictions. So we made our predictions or we made our goals for what we want to do this year, but we're also looking at the astrological predictions as well. So what do you want to hear being predicted first, Chris? Health, wealth, career, or relationships? Let's go with health. That seems easy. I want to stay healthy. So hopefully... good. I'm glad to hear that. So the wood dog this year has a year of good health and well-being. It says that they are predicting that there will be opportunities for self-improvement and personal growth. So 
our prediction for this or our tips for this year to like really hone in on this year being a year of good health and well-being is that they said that this might be a year to try new hobbies that will help reduce stress, improve mood and boost health. So like that should be your focus while you're looking at these like self-improvement and personal growth goals. So they actually even mentioned like yoga, meditation and tai chi, which was funny because you and I both put like meditation and yoga in our vision boards. So I thought that that was like very in line. I was like, oh, okay, very cool. But their number one tip for the, our health this year is to take care of ourselves and then embrace new opportunities for self-improvement. Well, alrighty then. Uh, don't mind if I do. In terms of wealth and career, they said that this was a year of financial growth and abundance. So this is like a year for us to earn money more efficiently. And there will also be new collaboration offers and partnerships. So I think this is the year that Tea with Karma finally gets our Target sponsorship at Target. This is it. It's happening. 2023. At McDonald's. At everyone that we go to. Please sponsor us. <laughs> One of the things I thought was very interesting in career was that it said that there's going to be unexpected opportunities for advancement and success. And it says that this is the year that hard work and dedication will be recognized by your superiors if they haven't been already. And your efforts are noticed and appreciated, which also bring you a sense of satisfaction and accomplishment. But their big tip for career this year is to not be afraid to take risks and pursue your goals. Chill. <laughs> my career is just not my you know it's not the big thing of the four so which is funny because we're going to get into it with your Scorpio because it says something a little bit contradictory to this which I think is always interesting too because it is a everyone in our year is you know in this general pattern yeah in this general pattern but then you know there's also like your like specific astrological signs, which then say certain things as well. So it says for relationships, which I thought was really funny because they divided this into into seasons. So they said that for relationships in the first few months of the year, there's going to be exciting developments that and there may be an opportunity to be asked to make a long term commitment or promises. <laughs> but it says that it's time to focus on what you want in the future. So like this is the year of you focusing in and like figuring out what you desire in a relationship so it says in spring there's this wave of passion and sensuality expected to sweep your life but in summer you're going to have a complicated social life so it says it's best to avoid drama and focus on your romantic choices instead but it says your tips is to embrace the changes and make the most of the opportunities a lot of embracing really going with the flow this year i feel like is what it's telling me to do but it says overall tips is to avoid physical confrontations and focus on maintaining harmony in your relationships. Like overall, like your health, your wealth, your career, your relationships. This is like your number one things you should focus on. And then it's essential to believe in your luck and to stay positive, even in the face of challenges. Cool. This was easy. That was okay. Those are things I can remember to do. Also, they're very much in line with like my vision board personally. So... Yeah, exactly. That's what I kept thinking as I was reading. I was like, wow, that's like, so interesting how we envision these things. And we made these goals. And then, you know, this astrological prediction made it seem like, oh, okay, like, it's gonna be an easy year for you to do that. Mm -hmm. But apparently, you said that that's about where all of the nice, fun, fluffy stuff ends is with the Chinese zodiac. So yes. Okay, let's go numerology. Okay, and then we'll just end on the big bad. <laughs> It's not like that bad. I don't think it's that bad. It's more like warnings. We're going to find out. 
for you, Chris, because of your birthday, you are a nine life path, a life path nine, which is thought of to be one of the highest. That's like your last, you're basically like essentially in your last form. Like you're at your most realized person. You know, you've lived all the lives, you've learned all the lessons and this is it. Not to say that there aren't more lives after this. I'm not quite sure, but they usually say that at nine, this is like your most realized person. So 2023 is considered the universal year seven, which also has some properties with it. So when they talked about the numerology, they were talking about the connection between nine and or between your life path number and the universal year seven. So for you, that means that nine and seven are both activated and seven is thought to be the intellectual and intuitive. They said, they said there was major harmony between your two though, your nine and seven. Um, but it's because they are like very, cohesive together. So seven is the intellectual and intuitive. And then nine is your wild child and spiritual warrior. So then them coming together will like bring harmony. It says that you're going to be offered opportunities that are going to defy explanation. So it's just kind of like things are going to happen and there's going to be no other reason for it or no other like explanation for it other than like it's universally supposed to happen. So that could be good. That's the whole report. No, 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 no. Oh, I was like, that's super easy. Okay, just do it. Just do the thing and things will happen, you know? So it says that this can show up as following your heart to places, literally or figuratively, that you never dreamed you'd be able to follow. As a nine life path, it says that you should devote yourself with more commitment and focus on what feeds your heart and soul. And that can be a pivotal part into making like, like getting the most out of universal year seven, getting the most bang for your buck, basically. So it says in career and money wise, you're going to save a lot of money this year. Career wise, it says it's going to be if you are going through a tough time in your career, take a minute to think before you act because they said it might be better to maintain stability and stick with jobs this year since they might possibly like be able to turn into something bigger, which I was like, I think that's funny because there's been a lot of times where we like text each other like I'm leaving. I'm going to Antarctica (laughs) and study penguins. So according to your life path nine, stick it out. Also, this inflation and those eggs are not going to pay for themselves. So <laughs> I'm $8 eggs. But I thought it was it was interesting because in the vision board episode, you talked about maintaining relationship with your family. And for that second category that they yeah, that they highlighted, it was love relationship and marriage for a life path nine. So it says spend as much time as possible with your loved ones and partners. And then maintain a healthy work-life balance and separate your professional and personal life to avoid frustration, which I feel like you do a pretty good job of. So continue doing that and you will receive all of the abundance that the universe will give you. Wow. Come through universe 2023. So life path nine is known as the compassionate humanitarian. Now a life path six, which is myself, if you are like me is a nurturing visionary, which I felt like really like connected with my vision board. So the seven and the six, the way that they're working together this year is that this is a time for deep soul searching. I feel like I'm always searching my soul. There's things to be searched in there. (laughs) You're getting into it though this year. It says energy of seven is going to open doors to some long held issues, patterns and dynamics that you want to keep. But it also is going to place a spotlight on those things that you might want to evaluate slash discard. So I thought that was interesting. It says that it's the perfect time to sit down and hash out some intentions, ideas, goals and visions for your future. Because like with both of these energies working together, this is a time to like figure out where the net like where the future is going. This is the time for you to look for and investigate for long term answers to your questions rather than just like the band aid fix. This is like the way that 2023 in order to like make the most out of it, you need to like really sit down 
in your feelings. And then career and money wise, so life path sixers like myself, if you're making decisions, do it with careful planning because then everything else will work out. And it's not recommended to change jobs because it may result in difficulties and hardships. So it says best to stay with the same company if you're currently like a company sixer, which I feel like that's like corporate America. Are they out here on these life? Are they sponsoring this article? Because (laughs) I'm just saying there's been a lot of quitting in the news lately. So now I'm like, are we sponsoring these websites? So they'll say stay in your job, everybody. It will be okay. Liars. It is not. Capitalism. Eat the rich. Anyway, next, it says for love relationship and marriages. So I was looking a lot as like a married person, like what do they predict is going to happen? So it says married couples. It says they are advised not to bring professional life stress to home because an unhealthy work-life balance will bring personal problems, which I feel like that's just good advice. (laughs) That compartmentalization is real. You know, I think that that's just like solid advice. It says you should maximize time with each other and then take some vacations or go on dates. The one thing that I did like was that it said relationships should come before money. That's interesting to me. Interesting. So just prepare yourselves for some financial based discussions this year. So overall, it sounds like you got to sit. You're sitting in your your everything this year. You're really sitting in it. And I'm embracing. Yeah, it looks like, yeah, you're being very like, I'm going to take it as it is. And mine is like, oh, I need to figure my out. (laughs) Personal things out. (laughs) Okay, that was easy. This next one is going to be back to those four categories, though. So love, wealth, career, and health. Now, this is the Western astrology. So this is like the zodiac that most people know, like their sun signs, you're born between a different date. And that's kind of like where you fall. So I'm an Aries. And I'm an April Aries. And Chris is a November Scorpio, which some people like also make the differentiation between that. They're like, Oh, are you a March Aries or an April Aries? And I'm like, Oh, I'm an April Aries. And they're like, Oh, that explains a lot too. I guess like something about the cosmo shift between the two. And I'm like, I don't know what that means. If you say so. So which one would you like to hear about first? Your love, your wealth, your career, or your health? Let's get rid of career. Okay, career. Get it out. Now, this one was a very specific website. So thank you to astrotalk.com. It was giving like specific like quarters of the year. So we'll see how true any of that comes. So it says, in your career, in the first quarter of the year, it's going to ask you to test your patience in your career. Well... (laughs) But it did. (laughs) It said in the second half of the year, so the third and fourth quarter, if you are trying to get another job somewhere, you will be successful, which is funny because your life number said to stay and your Chinese zodiac said embrace and do all the things. So I'm just saying that if you're trying to look for another job in the second half of the year, it says you will be successful. But it says that you need to you need more concentration and focus in this area because other things may distract you and then you might feel devoid of energy. (laughs) So it sounds very if I'm going to be focused on career, be focused on career. Don't like half do it. Yeah, you got to You got a full full do it, not half do it. Exactly. Now, what do you want? Love, wealth or health? Let's get wealth out of the way. Okay, money. It says mild warning financially. It sounds ominous. It says your plans and ideas regarding finances and money might not go as planned, which I feel like as a warning, does that mean I'm just going to be richer now? (laughs) 
Honestly. Am I supposed to, like, <laughs> you know, like I would take it both ways. Like, okay, does that mean like, yeah, I don't know. So that's what I said. It's, it's, there's a mild, mild warning. It says in the first quarter of the year, it's asking you to do a financial pause whatever that means. But it did say to make big money investments in the second half of the year. So your finance, and it says your financial situation will improve in the second half. How nice. So like pausing and spending in the first half and then big money moves in the second half, because I'm assuming because you have done the thing, like because you have done the big pause. You've recalibrated. Yeah. It's like you're taking that now into the second half of the year. Makes sense. Okay. Love or health. Let's go with health. And I hope there's no mild warnings ahead or severe warnings, just no warnings. It actually says like your health will remain satisfactory. So it says that you'll have a strong immunity to fight against diseases and also enjoy relaxation time, which sounds like pretty promising. It says your health will remain satisfactory. And then in the second quarter of the year, so second quarter is April to June, it says that you will improve your daily routines. Oh, cool. So I'll start working out then. So start working out in April is what I'm hearing. (laughs) That's what I'm hearing. Sounds great. But it says for health that one of your biggest like warnings is to stop yourself from being a workaholic because this will degrade your health. So make sure to take breaks from time to time. Duly noted. Don't have to tell me twice. (laughs) Now for the fun part, the love. Save the best for last. The best for last. It says that this year is actually full of love and romance for Scorpio, but single Scorpios beware. It says some warning, Mercury, you know, Mercury being retrograde and doing those things. It says Mercury will impact your communication sector. And so sometimes it might bring unnecessary troubles and problems. Overall, pretty good though. Yeah. Warning to single people that like communication issues might arise. It says keep calm and be optimistic, even if you're finding or even if finding a partner is difficult and troublesome. So even if like looking for a partner, it seems difficult, just like be calm, be optimistic, like embrace it again, right? That wasn't too bad. If you're an Aries, Aries people stand up best month of the year, best zodiac of the year. In 2023, Aries, almost to go in the same order that Chris had, career wise, it says to support your professional desires this year and pursue your passions. It also says to be attentive and take a positive approach at the workplace and things will line up. Again, this sounds like this was made by a corporate America person. Like, why are you telling me to just suck it up? I don't know. Besides the point. Next. Wealth, which I thought was very funny and very on brand. It says don't overspend on luxuries. (laughs) Why do y'all not want me to win is what I want to know. It says that there's there's a prediction for possibility of several unforeseen expenditures during the latter half of the year. So saying in the third quarter, there's going to be some health expenditures and then leisure expenditures in the first and last quarter. So what it sounds like is I'm, I'm going to be on the plane first and last quarter. I'm traveling. I'm out here fulfilling the vision board. But it says that business and job earnings are going to remain stable. So I need to think about diversifying my investments because I am staying in the same like tax bracket, it seems like. The health, it says that that needs to be my key area of focus this year. So like yours was more career wise was your big one. My key area this year is health, particularly in the second quarter of the year. And it says that the more you focus on your health, the more you will save money. So, you know, if I'm focused on my health, then I won't have to go to the doctor, XYZ thing. It says that Aries typically tend to be the most stressed out (laughs) in the Zodiac world. So physical and mental health need to be prioritized to avoid unnecessary stress and anxiety. And I was like, sign me up. Let me take all the personal days. 
This sounds like things you could do. Okay, I like this. Right? Okay, and last but not least is love. And specifically for married Aries, which I was like rolling my eyeballs at, they need to tone down their dominating nature and think of others' comfort over theirs for once. I roll. <laughs> oh my gosh. This article came for you. I am the princess in my relationship and my husband knows it. And that is okay. We have come to the conclusion that there are certain things that need to happen. <laughs> that just, it is what it is. That's how it functions. It is what it is. But you know what? If I do want to continue to have a strong relationship, I need to look at all my zodiacs and I need to be reflective. <laughs> mm-hmm. Tone it down. Tone, Tone it, down. it down. Tone down my dominating nature. Whatever. But now that you've heard all your predictions, do you believe in them? No, not really. <laughs> I mean, I think also to really, part of it is like to really understand, I'd have to read all of the other numbers and zodiac signs and symbols and things. Because, you know, I've heard it said that part of it is that these things are written in such general terms that any person could find things that they agree with in what's being written. And so I have not done the background research because things I'm not going to read all 12 Zodiac anything <laughs> ever, but I do just read mine and I'm like, oh, okay, cool. You take it with a grain of salt. And ultimately I'm just of the mindset that like you make what happens happens. I'm really curious to see how aligned these predictions stay with my vision board and then how much those two things then align with what actually happens. Yeah, that's the one thing I'm excited about. Because it's the first year, like, I feel like we're really, like, putting it down on paper. So now we have, like, things that we have been predicted for. And then we'll see at the end of the year. Because I feel like I always read the one in the beginning of the year. And I'm like, oh, okay, whatever. Last year, I did read. I think the dog, I think the wood dogs were not meant to have a good year. And I was just like, nah, I don't believe that. <laughs> and, well. <laughs> you know, the year ended up being what it was. <laughs> so I I believe to a certain extent you put power into the things that you, you know, like you, you're the one who controls what power you put into words. If you believe in this, and I know some people who actually like will find partners based on their astrological signs, just because that is the power that they give to it. And that's their prerogative and that's the, what they want to do. So I fully support that as well. But yeah, I think to an extent, I like believe some of it, but I think to also to an extent, I also believe that you, you put out what you put into the world, right? Like that's the, that's the energy that's going to come back to you. So I can see, I think it's just one of those, like it just fits when it fits kind of things. Can I just like tell us quick anecdote about this whole Chinese Zodiac? So Isaac has always thought that he's a boar, right? He's like, I'm a boar, I'm a boar, I'm a boar, because he's born in 1995. And I was like, yeah, like I've always known I was a dog. But then I completely forgot. So happy Lunar New Year to those who celebrate Lunar New Year. It is at time of recording. It's today. Time of release. It'll be right after Lunar New Year celebrations. Isaac just found out yesterday that according to the new year, he's actually a dog. <laughs> Because the Lunar New Year does not start till February in a lot of times. So it's usually like the last week of January to the following year, last week of January. Isaac's birthday starts in the beginning of January. <laughs> so he found out that according to that Zodiac's, like to that Zodiac calculation, he's actually also a dog. <laughs> But he was like, you know, I always read the boar one and it never made sense to me. Like it never fit like what I thought I was. So, so funny because we were looking up compatibility. Like what happens when a dog marries a dog? We have good compatibility. That's all I have to say. Because I've looked up before when a dog marries a pig and they never like, they don't have good compatibility. So I was like, oh, thank God you're a dog. 
Glad we have that misconception cleared up. And now we don't have to divorce. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, Emma, that means it is now time for our... Rapid Fire Question! So, Emma, what question did you bring today? What is the best age to be? Whether you've been it already or have not. The best age? Yes. 23. 23. <laughs> almost. It almost fit in that song. <laughs> but yeah, I would say 23. Oh, really? Mm-hmm. I would say 35. I haven't been 35 yet, but I just, I can imagine <laughs> that it's going to be great. I'm already just like projecting. 35 is going to be a great year. I just like the sprightly energy of 23. You know what, though? I do like that at 23, you could like go out all night and still function as a human the next morning. I miss that. <laughs> <laughs> Somehow all the pieces just laid themselves out perfectly. You were running on five hours of sleep and coffee. <laughs> Not even five hours, sometimes two hours of sleeping coffee and just doing it. And it just worked. And you looked fantastic, you know, like your knees still worked, your back didn't creak. Oh, I miss my 23 year old knees. What's your question? What's the highest you've ever jumped into the water from? There's a rock in Hawaii that everyone jumps off of into this bay. Waimea Bay cliff jump. 25 feet. Oh my God, that sounds terrifying. Before you used to just jump off of it. Wow, California visitor injured. What an idiot. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so there's this like really big rock. It's pretty famous. Like people just jumping off of it and stuff. Like you go there to jump off of it. And yeah, it just like goes right into the water. It's deep enough that you won't, you know, anything will happen. Like you just have to jump. Just make sure you jump off of it. I remember like <laughs> we used to like go up there and like all of the local kids would like make fun of tourists who got up there and got scared. <laughs> That's rude. It is rude. But at the same time, stop visiting our island. You're poisoning our water. <laughs> yeah. So, like, I just remember always getting bullied off by, like, the kids who lived in that area. I was like, I just don't understand why you guys are so mean. <laughs> jump or don't, but move. No, exactly. That's literally what they, were, they would say. They're like, you're either going to jump or you're, like, going to get down. So, like, move. Like, there's not enough space for you to be deliberating up here. <laughs> Some of us know we're going to jump. Yeah, exactly. So, yeah, 25 feet. Oh, man. I think the highest I've ever jumped off of anything would be like... Oh, the bridge by the lake? Oh, yeah. That was a terrible idea. But yes, it was from the Ladybird Lake Bridge. This was back in, you know, my wild college days. We just did fun stuff, like go swimming randomly in lakes and things. And that's probably like the highest. And it wasn't from like the top of the bridge. It was from the understructures because I don't do heights well. Oh, it says it's 11 feet from the bridge to the water level. So no more than 11 feet. And I was not at full 11. <laughs> I just realized like that that 25 feet is actually very high. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> I, like, I wouldn't have done that. I'm thinking of like my memories not being at 11 off the bridge. And now almost triple where I was up. Mm -mm. The kids wouldn't have even made fun of me because I wouldn't have went up. I would have been crying at the top. Like, I think now as an adult, obviously, you know, like my prefrontal cortex is fully developed. I'm like, no, that's like really highly dangerous. Like you don't jump out far enough. You can hit the rock. You like you jump on and you land on your back. That's how you hurt yourself. Like, yeah, that California visitor probably shouldn't have done it because and then they also like the kids. But the kids were really good about like, oh, this is when you should jump, like jump now. You know, they would tell you like so that you would jump into the wave and the wave would carry you back. It's crazy. These kids knew this. Well, Emma, where can people find the podcast? You can find the podcast at Instagram and Twitter at The Tea with Crema. You can also find us on Facebook at The Tea with Crema. 
If you'd like to buy us a cup of coffee or a cup of tea, you can Venmo us at the Tea with Crema. You can also stream our podcast anywhere that you stream your podcast, as well as YouTube. We hope to see you next time. Bye!